This is the Responsible Sports Podcast, presented by Liberty Mutual. Episode number 12, Shane Batty. Responsible Sports is a program dedicated to supporting coaches and parents who help our children succeed on and off the field. Each episode, our host, Jim Thompson, Executive Director of Positive Coaching Alliance, will be joined by some of the most influential players and coaches to share their thoughts and experiences with responsible coaching and responsible sports parenting. In this episode, Jim talks with current NBA Houston Rockets forward, Shane Battier. If, if you play sports uh, for the adoration of, of the fans or for people outside your circle, I, more often than, than not, you're going to be disappointed. And uh, I think that's just the, the raw motivation to have. I, I work extremely hard in the game of basketball, and I, and I work hard uh, to, to help my teammates win because I want to win. And I, I want to feel that, that, that gratification of, of a job well done. Once profiled as a non-stats all-star, Battier shares with Jim his philosophy on being a great teammate, lifting the play of fellow players around him to create great team success. Battier also discusses the idea of toughness, beyond just physical toughness on the court. Battier's commitment to himself and to his team is an ideal example for youth players of all sports. Shane, I want to start off by introducing you to our audience. Shane Battier recently completed his eighth season in the NBA, now with the Houston Rockets, after a few years with the Memphis Grizzlies. He's best known in the NBA as a defensive stopper, usually assigned to defend the opposing team's strongest offensive threat. He's twice been named to the NBA's all-defense second team. He also is known for unselfish play and intense film study and analysis of his opponents. In college, he led Duke to two Final Four appearances, the second of which culminated in Duke winning the 2001 NCAA championship and Shane was the tournament's most outstanding player. In 2001, Shane also earned the John R. Wooden Award and the Naismith College Player of the Year Award, and also was a two-time academic All-American. Shane, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jim. Shane, one of my all-time favorite uh, uh, authors is Michael Lewis, and one of the best things that he's written was the profile uh, for the cover story in the New York Times Magazine, where he called you the no-stats all-star. He portrayed you as not only working to improve your own game, but working to make those around you better. What is it about the way you play that makes those around you also better, do you think? I was very, very fortunate to have great coaches growing up. And uh, most of all, my dad. My dad was always my coach, and uh, he always instilled in me, play the right way play to win the game and, and be a competitor and uh, do what it takes to help your teammates be successful uh, because when you when you, you have success as a team, it, it's much sweeter than when you just have personal success. And uh, um, normally for me, when, when I had, when my team had success, I had personal success as well. So I learned at a, at a young age uh, to, to continue to, to be a good team player and, and try to help your teammates uh, in the end. Uh, it, it will help your team effort to, to win the game. You know, I, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, it's amazing how much you can get done if it doesn't matter who gets the credit. And uh, I wonder how, how, you, how you deal with the fact that 
um, sometimes people who don't have as much success as you maybe get more credit. And I'll give you just one example. Um, it was either ESPN or HBO did a, a series, I think they call it Tobacco Road, about the, the Duke-UNC rivalry. And they talked about the various uh, national titles that both teams won. And they really just skipped over the 2001. They said, you know, Coach K won another one. And they had a picture of you with the team, but they didn't dwell on it the way they did with lots of other things. And it just seems like um, you perform at such a high level. But until Michael Lewis really spotlighted you, you weren't getting a lot of credit from the average fan. I just wonder how you feel about that. Well, I've learned a long time ago that you have to play the game for yourself. Uh, you, you have to play the game for your teammates, for your coaches. Um, if, if you play sports uh, for the adoration of, of the fans or, or for people outside your circle, I, more often than, than not, you're going to be disappointed. And uh, I think that's just the, the wrong motivation to have. I, I work extremely hard in the game of basketball, and I, and I work hard uh, to, to help my teammates win because I want to win. And I, I want to feel that 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 gratification of, of a job well done. And um, it, it would be great if I was on the cover of Sports Illustrated every week and I had uh, from coast to coast people singing my praises, but <laughs> I know that I work extremely hard and I'm proud of the things that, that I do. And uh, that's the ultimate gratification. And so, um, you know, I, I tell young players all the time, forget the media, forget what the the websites, the blogs are saying about you because, you know what, the, 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 there's always going to be a detractor. No matter what you do, someone will always find a, a chink in your, try to find a chink in your armor or try to, try to bring you down. And so if, if, if you just try to work and uh, work for yourself and, and, and take gratification in, in knowing that you did the best you could, uh, that's, that's the ultimate feeling. What strikes me about that is that that's a real mark of maturity, well, it's it's not easy. It's not easy because of, of course everyone likes to be patted on the back and and told that they're wonderful. I mean, that's, that's, that's human human nature. Uh, but you also have to have uh, just a, a sense of of who you are. And if you're confident in yourself, uh, you, you you can live with uh, not being on, on, on the cover of the sports pages weekly. <laughs> so what um, what other NBA players or college players you knew when you were at Duke that you also consider to be good at making those around them better? Well, my, my hero and, and role model is, is Grant Hill. Uh, I had the fortune of growing up in Detroit and, and watching Grant when he played for the Pistons. and I got to know him a little, a, a, you know, fairly well, actually. And probably the coolest thing I can say is I have Grant, cell, uh, Grant Hill's cell phone on my, my phone. But watching him at Duke, when he went to the national championship game in 1994 against Arkansas, uh, he didn't have a very talented team. But he was one three-pointer away from winning the national championship, and that just spoke to his greatness. And um, that's who I wanted to be. I, I wanted to be a guy who made his team better. And no matter who was on the floor with with Grant at the time, you, you know you had a shot to win. And that's uh, that's sort of my mindset. I, I want to. I want to win basketball games, and I want to, uh, uh, to to do it in a way that is, is dignified and, and classy. That's, that's the Grand Hill way, and uh, so he, he's been a major influence on in my life. Um, 
with with uh, our, our program with Liberty Mutual is called uh, Responsible Sports, and we talk about responsible coaches. Um, what advice would you give to responsible coaches working with their athletes to get them to focus more on just their own personal game, but making their teammates better? Well, I, I would suggest to all coaches the the player is not the, the only stewards of the game. Uh, coaches are too. Fans are, are, are stewards of the game, uh, but especially when you're deal, dealing with young players, uh, you have a responsibility to, to teach the game the way the game is supposed to be played. Uh, and it's, it's not just about the wins and losses, not about the X's and O's. It's about uh, teaching uh, the, what sports are supposed to teach young people, teamwork, work ethic, dedication, um, consistency. And uh, that's not a, a responsibility that coaches should take lightly. And those are things that people really don't talk about nowadays. And those are the things that I grew up with and things my dad taught me as, as, as my coach in, in football and in baseball. Uh, but it, it's, it's really important for coaches to, to understand that they have a huge responsibility to teach young people the right way to compete. And uh, there, there is a right and wrong way to compete, believe me. Yeah. Um, what What are some of the the key takeaways you got from Coach K, both in terms of sports, but also life lessons and character development? Well, the most important thing he ever taught me, and the lesson that I tell kids all the time when I when I speak to them, is the importance of next next play, going on to the next play in, in the game of basketball. If you have an unbelievable move and you, you cross the guy over and you you make him fall and you go up and, and dunk the basketball and get fouled. And the crowd's going crazy, and your teammates are going crazy. What do you do? Do you, do you sit there and beat your chest and point your girlfriend in the crowd and and make a scene? No. Yeah, you, you make a through throw and you go back on defense and you, you try to do it again. And uh, very similarly, if if you're on the other end and you, you fall down and your guy scores and uh, the, the crowd's laughing at you and and the other team may be laughing at you. What do you do? You, you sit there and pout and say, oh, I'm, a, I'm not a very good player. No. You pick yourself back up. You dust, dust off your shorts. And you go back another run and say, that's not going to happen again. I'm going to stop them next time. And if you can do that, if you can learn to, to go on to the next play, whether you have success or failure, uh, not just in, in the game of basketball, but in life, you, you're going to learn what it means to, to give consistent effort. And if you can live in the moment and go on to the next play, you're never going to be too satisfied. You're never going to be too discouraged if things won't go your way. And that will lead you to success. I don't care what, what, what you do in life. If you can follow those two things, go on to the next play always, uh, you're going to be a successful person. And that's something I've, I've taken with me every day since I've left Duke. You know, there's a lot of talk about, about toughness. And I think sometimes people talk about toughness and they they equate it with you know screaming and frowning and stuff but the ultimate toughness is to be able to flush that last play and get ready for the next play that's the ultimate toughness it seems to me oh, it is it is and, and uh, toughness true toughness <laughs> uh, isn't really is rarely demonstrated people think to be tough you have to demonstrate with, you, with your act, actions and your words uh, you don't have to be demonstrative to, to show toughness. Toughness is working as hard as you can when times are, are down. And, and toughness also is 
being able to, to give forth the effort that brought you success when you're having success. Um, and uh, toughness is, is, a, is a very relative term uh, that, that very few people have, but when you when they have it, you, you know they, they they possess it. Yep. You mentioned your dad. I wish we could talk about your parents for a little bit. What what uh, life lessons they share with you, uh, or maybe you saw from their uh, you know their example that have helped you. Well, my dad was a uh, man of few words. He wasn't the, the guy who was dispensing life life lessons every, every night on when I sat on his lap or over the dinner table. I, I learned a lot just from watching him and. Uh, the way he coached my, he was never my basketball coach, ironically. He was always my baseball coach and my football coach. Uh, but the things in baseball, like, uh, we, we, we always had to, to have chatter in the infield, support your pitcher. And uh, so you, you can never be quiet. You always have to say, hey, come on, throw, throw a strike, throw a strike, hey, nice pitch, nice pitch, nice pitch. And uh, that was teamwork, supporting your teammates. Uh, we always had to hustle on and hustle off the field. And uh, he, he, I remember he always said, if you, if, if you look sharp, you're going to play sharp. And so that's what I do today. I always run off the floor. I run on, onto the court when I'm subbed off. And uh, if, I believe that. If you look sharp, you're, you're going to play sharp. And uh, those are the things that he taught me in a, in a huge uh, <laughs> sweeping dialogue. Uh, those are the things that I remember from my childhood. And, uh, and so the, my dad was an unbelievable teacher. He probably wouldn't wouldn't agree with that assertion, but he was an unbelievable teacher in, in, in a quiet, um, a quiet way. Uh, what about your mom? Is, is, did she have an influence on you too? Yeah, my mom. My mom's a tough cookie. My mom was a tough cookie, and, and talk about toughness. She uh, uh, she never allowed me to make excuses uh, for anything. Uh, if, if if I didn't have a very good game. Uh, and I tried to make an excuse. She said, "No, Shane, you, just, you didn't play your best today. You're going to play better next time. Don't make excuses. And just as long as you do your best, that's the best that you can never ex- expect from yourself." And so, um, my mom was was much more uh, verbal in, in <laughs> her lessons, uh, but but I learned a ton from both. Yeah, it's, it, it it seems like it'd be great if we could clone your parents and give uh, give every youth athlete. Your mom and your dad—that would be great. I was never pressured. Um, it, I, I had a love of the sport, and you see so many, so many times today, parents who think their kids the next Tiger Woods or Derek Jeter and are just so overbearing. And my parents, uh, even though my dad was a coach, yeah, told me never let sports become a job. As soon as it becomes a job, especially at a, at a young age, you, sh- you should give up the sport. Uh, sports should be fun. It should be about your friends. You should. Uh, work hard and want to win and want to compete and uh, do all those things. But it's it's about having fun, and um, you know I've kept that mentality even even with me today in the NBA. Uh, it's it's my job, it's my profession, but it's still something I, I enjoy to do and and uh, really uh, have a, have a passion for. One one of the key principles of both Positive Coaching Alliance and the Responsible Sports Program is honoring the game. And we, we talk about the roots of honoring the game, respect for the rules, your opponents, officials, teammates, and yourself. And I was thinking about last year's playoff and the image of you with your, your face bloodied. Um, how in, in that instance or, or instances like that do you maintain your composure 
and continued on in the game, even though, uh, you know, you're getting batted around. <laughs> well, uh, obviously it's no fun to, to get hit and to bleed like that. Um, you know, it's something that Coach K taught me, and it, it was it, it's a it's a figurative term, but uh, this term this time it was literal. Is never let your never let your opponent see you bleed. Unfortunately, I was I was pretty bloodied, and and it was pretty obvious that I was I was banged up. But uh, but even then, I'm, I was calm, and um, I ne- I never wanted my opponent to know that. I may I may have been fatigued, or I, you know, I was playing Kobe Bryant at the time. But I wasn't going to give Kobe Bryant the satisfaction that he may have instilled some doubt into my mind. I was gonna, my mind was going to be sharp, my mind was going to be focused, and it didn't matter what happened in the game. It didn't matter if I was losing blood like I was. It didn't matter if I was tired, fatigued, injured. Um, I was going to put my best best face forward and. Uh, uh, I think that goes a long way in, in, in maintaining toughness and, and focus in the heat of the battle. Wow, that's great. We, you know, we we talk with with athletes about uh, having a game face, and you know, something something good happens. You you score, you know, give yourself two or three seconds to go, yeah, and then game face next play, like you said. Something bad happens, you know, you need to try harder, whatever. You know, you, you give yourself a little kick. Come on. But then the game face is on, so I, I really, I really like that idea. Never, uh, never let them, uh, never show them you're bleeding. <laughs> exactly. When you when you are in the heat of battle, well, what do you want to see? You would love to see your 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 opponent tired, ready to throw in the towel, fatigued. You you, you would love that because you're like, ah, I got him exactly where I want him. The game is mine. So why why would you ever want to show that to your opponent? You you want to show them that nothing can bother you. No matter how much trash they may talk, no matter how good they're playing, you're going to get the same consistent effort. You're going to wear them down, and, and that's that's called discipline. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you what do you do? What do you say to yourself to bounce back after a mistake on court or after a game where you just didn't feel good about your performance? Well, it's a fact of life. You you can't perform at your best every single game. You're going to have off off nights. And in the NBA, you have 82 games. So luckily, if I have an off night, I'll have the chance to redeem myself the next night or, or soon after. <laughs> it's not like the NFL football season where you, you play a poor game and you have to wait a week to, to get back there on the field. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm lucky in that regard. Uh, but I know as long as I prepare the best that I can prepare, and that's eating right, getting my rest, reading my scouting reports, uh, getting my extra shooting in. If I prepare, I can handle results uh, because I know I'm going to give my best effort. And sometimes the effort just isn't there uh, because I'm fatigued or for for whatever reason. As long as I know I prepared for a game, I I can handle the result of of the game. Uh, When when I really struggle is when I shortcut my preparation, uh, when I don't eat healthy, when I... Um, I don't spend as much time on the scouting report. Um, then I feel I've, I've shortchanged myself, and that's that's when I I'm upset at myself the most. And if I play poorly, I, I know why. Um, and so for me, it's, it's about the preparation. And, and, and if, if I can honestly say I prepare the right way, I can live with the result, be it good, bad, and different. I thought the, the Michael Lewis New York Times story uh, hit that perfectly, where you had. You had played Kobe exactly how you wanted to him, 
you, you hit him in a position where he's least successful, and he made the shot anyway. It's like you, you did everything you could. Exactly. And some guys like Kobe Bryant are just that good. <laughs> and you keep your cap and you move on. But uh, I know whenever I play a guy like that, I've made him work. And if I can make him work um, and, and make it so he has to earn his points and earn his good game, then I, you keep your cap and you move on. Yeah. <clears throat> when, um, when you think of a youth athlete or a high school athlete watching you play, what do you hope they see in you? What kind of example do you want them to take away? Well, I, w- I would hope um, when, when young players watch me, uh, just uh, they appreciate just the discipline, uh, appreciate uh, selflessness. Um, for me, I, my game has never been about scoring points, and a lot of young players just want to watch people score points or, or watch people dunk, and that's never my game. <laughs> so, uh, I hope I can I can show young players that there's there is a spot on every team for guys who play hard, play the right way, are good teammates, uh, pass the ball, um, never give up on a play, and those are the guys that help win championships and, and are part of winning situations. Everyone wants, you know, Kobe Bryant's the greatest player on earth, and Pau Gasol's an all-star and uh, a great player, but the guys like Derek Fisher. Uh, a guy like Lamar Odom on the Lakers, a guy like Andrew Bynum, those are all uh, role players. And then, and when you say role players, most people say, well, I don't want to be a role player. Well, everyone has a role. If you're a role player, do your role and, and do it well and, and help the team win. You know, uh, Doc Rivers did a, an interview with him a while back, and one of, one of the things he said is that uh, every, everybody can be a star in their role. Yeah, well, no question. I believe it. And uh, if if you do something well in, the NBA, in, in in your sport, do it well. Do it well. If if, if you're a lefty relief pitcher on your your high school team, your job is to come in and 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 hold the the runner on third base. Do it to the best of your ability. And a job well done, whatever job you do, if you do it to the best of your ability and, and and the term we use in the locker room is do what you do. Do what you do and do it well. Uh, there's unbelievable satisfaction. And it goes back to the point where, well, you know, Shana, I might not get credit for, for doing what I do. You, you have to move beyond that. And you have to show more, more maturity and know that uh, if you do your job, trust me, your teammates and your coaches will appreciate you. And that's, that's the gratification that you, that you really need. You know, I know, um, I think your son, son's name is Zeke, is that right? Yes, turns two today. Oh, wow. Um, so he's, he's a little young to be playing organized sports yet, but when he does, what kind of a coach would you like to see him have? Yeah, I would, li- I would like to, 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 for him to have a coach like my dad, uh, who shows patience, who allows for uh, mistakes, um, but doesn't doesn't berate a, a kid for, for making mistakes. Because trust me, in sports, you learn more from your mistakes than you do uh, your successes. Um, I've, I've failed plenty in my life and uh, have gotten my fan kicked in my face and dunked on and played poorly enough to, before I figured it out. But uh, you know, I would love for um, a, a guy, a coach, to understand how to motivate my son. Because I, I think that's most difficult thing in coaching 
is to try to reach every player in the best way uh, that they can be reached. Um, a lot of coaches will try to just uh, one-size-fit-all, either placate the entire team or yell at the entire team. And the fact is every every player is, is different on a team. In the, in the NBA, it's, that's, that's, that's a fact of life. And some guys you can get on and ride and win and, and uh, be aggressive when asking for more effort. Other guys are very sensitive, and you have to placate them and ease their ease them into producing better. And um, the best coaches, guys like Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, uh, they understand the makeup of their team and uh, know the personalities on their team and and can coach them accordingly to get the best performance out of them. Well, that's great. Um, you know, Andy Dolich uh, was the person who first introduced us, and uh, he once said that he thought, uh, you know, after your playing days are done, that you could actually be president. He was so impressed with you. What, what, uh, what, what do you think about for your career after uh, after sports is over? What kind of things might you get involved with? Well, that's that's high praise, uh, but I'm you know I'm trying to get through this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I I would love to stay involved with sports. I, I love sports. It's my life, obviously, I have, I have a passion for it. Um, I would love to help young people. I know that I wouldn't be where I am today if if I didn't have the direction and the the help and the guidance of of some great coaches growing up. And so I would love to be able to give back. Um, it, you know, I, I would love to have the the freedom to to follow my my creative passions. I don't I don't know what those are at this point. Um, after wearing. Uh, a jersey and shorts to the office every day. I think it'd be very difficult for me to to wear a, a suit and tie for 80 hours a week at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so well, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but hopefully something that will allow me to stay connected to sports and uh, help young people and uh, give me the the freedom to to pursue uh, my passion. Shane, I uh, really want to thank you. I really appreciate uh, all the wisdom you've given us today. And Shane, thank you so much. To learn more about responsible sports, including downloading valuable tools on how to help your athletes honor themselves and their teammates, visit ResponsibleSports.com. You'll find helpful responsible sport parenting and responsible coaching guides, downloadable tools and worksheets, and advice from leading youth sports experts. Music for this podcast has been generously provided by APM Music.